Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast and top eight mistakes people make when asking for money. People can be quite daunting uh, or daunted when they ask for cash. They're seeking finance for investment projects or for other people's projects. You might be a finance broker, of course. And people make a lot of mistakes. We've made mistakes as well over our time of investing. And I'm sure many other people have made mistakes as well. So hopefully that some of these reasons will resonate with you and then you'll be able to go away knowing not to make these mistakes because it might cost you getting some investment for your next deal that you're doing. Now, Aaron has done more of the raising finance than I have. Aaron is more qualified to do that. He's a risk and compliance manager. He has raised not just for our business, but for other people's projects in the time that we've been around. Uh, coming up to or maybe slightly just over a couple of million pounds. There might even be a bit more than that as well by the time this episode comes out. And th- there are many mistakes people can make, but these are the top eight in, in no particular order mistakes that people make when asking for money. Number one is waiting too long. So let's just say you are doing what we're doing. We are starting to Uh, look at doing and then doing commercial conversions in Sussex. That's what we're doing. Yes, we've got a portfolio up in the north. We are then focusing now on these bigger projects, but down south, purely because the GDVs are higher. We can buy projects, flip the projects, sell the projects. The the, demand's through the roof at the moment. uh, And where GDVs are a bit higher, it becomes a bit easier to buy, renovate and sell down south your margins are better for for profit so that's what we're doing that's our ways our new way of generating chunky cash so we know that's what we're doing what we've also started doing is speaking to people about it getting reconnected uh, speaking to people oh this is what we're doing this is you know you know they always say tell everyone what you're doing so this is what we're doing so we're not waiting too long we're not waiting for the last minute when a deal comes down and then we've got a rush around like a blue ass fly trying to make trying to create cash that's not going to happen we're not waiting too long people seem to wait too long you must sow the seeds where you can whether that's on social media whether that's uh, you know, getting back to having coffees with people attending uh, networking events whether it's online or in person do not wait too long when raising cash as well also try not to wait too long for an answer number two only raising with an idea if you just go in and speak to people and you've just got this fancy and fluffy idea in your head, then that's not necessarily going to sit well with the investor. At least have a project or an example project, whether it's your own or from someone that you know. At least have an example project. You will find that that is quite useful when speaking to people. If you're just trying to raise cash for it with an idea in, in property, that's going to make things quite difficult. <laughs> for you at least have an example of a project or product something that you can show people something that people can see that may you might find that that makes your life a lot easier number three having all your eggs in one basket so if you are you've got a project you need half a million pounds and you are speaking to uh, your mate dave who's an investor and who knows got cash and you are relying on dave to say yes you've got a bit of an issue because if Dave turns around and doesn't say yes for whatever reason, he might have a family bereavement, he doesn't like the deal, he doesn't like you, I don't know, it could be any of the above. If you put all your eggs in one basket, 
you know you've got to get that deal over the line in due course, but you've just spoken to Dave and Dave's let you down. Can't really go around blaming Dave for that, can you? You've got to look at yourself and realise, oh, I've put all my eggs in one basket. That's not good. You need to speak to multiple people about this at the same time. Don't put your eggs in one basket with one investor or one source of finance, because if that source of finance goes wrong, then you've got a bit of an issue. Having a single point of failure on anything is no bueno. It's not good at all. Number four is overemphasizing the importance of valuation. Yes, valuations are important. Of course, we, we all know that. If the valuation then becomes critical to the project, then that's a bit of an issue because we all know from valuers, valuers might have off days. They're going to have days which they're good, days which they're not so good. If a valuer has an off day, which is quite common, that can happen. You know, it might be the first appointment of the day or they're looking forward to lunch. They might downvalue your project. And if that downvaluation is in the difference between the investor getting all their cash back and not getting their cash back, that's not good. You have to, when you're selling the project to an investor, you have to not overemphasize how important valuation is because chances are the valuation can go wrong. If you've done your homework, it probably won't, but you can never take that as a guarantee. So do not emphasize, overemphasize sorry, the importance of the valuation because uh, again, leads to that single point of failure. The investor might think you've got all your eggs in a basket here because you're basing it on what someone else thinks at the end of the project. That can lead to many uh, difficult things and many uh, unpleasant conversations further on down the line. Number five, not doing your research. So you have to do your research. There is no point in not doing your research. So for example, when we're looking at commercial conversions down in Sussex, we've built a power team down there. We've got project managers lined up. We've got people that are gonna happily source us the deals. We've got investors lined up as well. We know what the rough GDVs are. We've got commercial uh, surveyors ready uh, as well. You know, we've got the power team down there. We've done the research. It uh, also helps where Aaron's lived there for a very long time, knows Brighton and Hove inside out. I was at university in Brighton. You know, we know the, the demographics and the details of Brighton. I say Brighton, I mean Brighton and Hove, that whole, basically Sussex. So we know what's going on down there. We know it's a popular holiday destination. We know you've got, you know, you've got Brighton, you've got Hove. You do have also Worthing, a very popular place. Shoreham, decent, but not as good as Worthing. You've also then got Eastbourne. Yeah, a lot of old people live there. There's also, it's a very key hub. You've got very good links to London. You've got very good links to Gatwick Airport as well. And anything along the south coast of England generally is a very popular uh, touristy place. Of course, more so in the summer, not necessarily as much in the winter, but you can still get ahead of a lot of people down there uh, because it's, you know, who doesn't like a little trip by the sea, no matter what the weather. Also do the research, you know, how much does a, this, a flat sell for in this area? How much does a two bed flat sell for? How is that valuation gonna work on this eight bed HMO in the middle of town? That can vary from place to place because every value has got their own methodology by the sounds of it. So do your homework. You must do your homework, you must do your research, and you must be able to demonstrate that when sitting down with investors. Number six is pitching poorly. You might have the best deal in the world, but if you are as dull as dishwater in the presentation stage and you pitch poorly, chances are people will not want to work with you. People will work with you and investing in you because they like you, nine times out of 10. 
Yes, the deal's got to work, the numbers have got to work, the numbers have got to stack up. Of course, that's perfectly understandable. But if you pitch poorly and people don't really like you, then good luck. Chances are you're probably not going to get that cash that you need or you desire for that deal. Number seven is people prioritizing money over the right investor. This is a trap that I think we've all uh, taken, uh, we need to take heed from. I think it's something that we've all done. You need cash, yes, that's fine, but the person that might give you that cash might be an absolute ass. And if they're an absolute ass, that could lead to many, many an issues, many an issue, sorry, further on down the line. All you've got to do is just have a browse around the variety of property Facebook groups and communities that are online to see that many people, when they jump into bed with one another in a JV, they realize that, yeah, it's great that I've got the cash, but in fact, you know, the, the, my JV partner's a dickhead. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Sometimes there are extenuating circumstances, life changes, things happen. We get that. But you can always take the time to uh, make sure that the person that you're working with is the right person. Again, some things happen. Sometimes things change. Circumstances change. We get that. That's life. You deal with it as when it comes along. It's happened to all of us. But make sure that you're working with the right investor. If you prioritize the money over the right investor you're probably going to end up in the doghouse number eight not understanding your own business so if you don't understand your own business that can lead to a lot of issues as well investors are going to want to see that you have the ability to understand your own business what you're doing why you're doing it where you're doing it what your aims what your goals all these sorts of things now i'll go back to doing commercial conversions in sussex yeah, we've got a portfolio, a buy-to-let portfolio, predominantly buy-to-let portfolio up in the north of England. Yeah, we'll continue to add to that over time. Not a problem. At the moment, it provides us with a decent level of income per month. So we're not, you know, we're not worrying about bills, paying ourselves, etc. etc. That's great. But now we need to make chunky money. Why do we need to make or why do we want to make chunky money? Because we know at some point a crash is going to come and we want to be in that situation where we've got, as well as having investors' cash on tap we want to be in a position where we've got a lot of our own cash sat in the bank so we can sweep up quite a lot of deals so that's what we're doing it for that's why we are down south that's why we are looking at commercial conversions and doing them again buy them add value title split do whatever you need to do renovate do whatever sell make profit lovely sit in the bank move on to the next project because our goal is we want to generate X amount of pounds by this particular point in time in the business, that would sort everything that you know, that would be a great starting point for when the market does collapse. Rather than rely on finance, you've got your own cash in the bank, you go in, you get some deals, happy days. The caveat on that is it might be the odd project where you know you get to the finishing point of the project, realize it is cash flowing an absolute trooper, and rather than sell it, you might refinance out, uh, refinance out all your cash, keep the project yourself. Happy days. That's our own business. Now, you can probably tell from my voice, apart from the fact uh, my voice is slightly croaking, I might have had a bit too much coffee. You can tell that I understand the business. You can tell that I understand that's what we're doing. That's what we've agreed. There's volition in what I'm saying. And I can stand, you know, looking at you. If you're talking about a deal, that's what we're doing. That's why we're doing it. Because we've got that set out. We know what we're doing. So we understand our own business. They're the eight top mistakes that people make when asking for money. An extra bonus 
is don't raise too much or too little. So if you need £500,000 for a deal, raise £500,000. If you need a million pounds, go raise a million pounds. There's no point having a deal on a table for 500,000 and then you're only gonna raise 400,000. You're cutting yourself short. Uh, at the same time, there's no point having a deal on a table for 500,000 pounds and then raising 550,000 pounds because you want a buffer. That should be built into the, the prices anyway. So don't raise too much and don't raise too little. Very, very important to remember when asking for money. Raising finance, asking for cash, it's not a scary thing to do. You might think it is, it's really not. People are always looking to beat the banks. People are always looking to invest. People will work with you because they like you. That's pretty much it at the end of the day. Just to summarize then, number one, waiting too long, do not wait too long to find the cash and do not wait too long for an answer. Don't pester the investor, of course, but don't wait for too long because you can shoot yourself in the foot. Don't raise cash only with an idea, have a product, have something that the investor can relate to, that they can see, something that they can work from. Don't put all your eggs in one basket with an investor, that's not good. Do not overemphasize the importance of the valuation. Yes, valuations are important, but do not overemphasize that with the investor because then they'll probably come away thinking that you are relying on someone else's opinion on day valuation. That's not good. Number five, not doing your research. You must do your research. You must know your area inside out. You must know what's going on. You must understand the economics and demographics of that area. Number six, pitching poorly. Do not pitch poorly. People will more than likely buy into you than they buy into the project. So people will work with you because they like you. Anyone that's raised finance before will understand that. I'm sure you listening to this understand that well as well. Number seven, Prioritizing money over the right investor. Do not prioritize the money over the right investor. You must prioritize the right investor. You might end up raising the money, but if you're then working with a dickhead, you're gonna have a bit of an issue moving forwards. Prioritize the right investor. And number eight, uh, not understanding your own business. You must understand your own business. You must be able to be on the same page as your business partner. If you've got a business partner, of course, use volition so when i say we are doing commercial conversions in sussex this is what we're doing this is how we're doing it this is why we're doing it these are the goals we've set ourselves there's volition there because we know what we're doing we're on the same page it's a case of cracking on and doing them and then finally as a bonus one for yourselves do not raise too much or too little so again if you've got a deal that you need five hundred thousand pounds for you've analyzed everything you need five hundred thousand pounds go and raise £500,000. Don't raise more, don't raise less, you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. So they're the top eight mistakes that people make when asking for money. There's nothing to fear about speaking with investors, there's nothing to fear about raising cash at all. At the end of the day, if the numbers of the deal are good and it's attractive enough, the investors will come, but you do have to put in the legwork as well. And if you avoid making those mistakes when asking for capital, the chances are you'll probably end up with the capital that you need. And you know it's all about making those win-win situations at the end of the day. As usual, do find us on social media, Birth Property Nomads Podcast, and do uh, subscribe. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast with other people as well, especially now we've got the travel section up and running as well. Brings a, a great bit of variety to the podcast. Mondays are your property thursday your travels we've got some bonkers stories that we've already told and that we'll continue to 
uh, be told as well as we take you through South and Central America amongst other places too. Until next time, hasta luego.